Book One, Chapter Six of the League of the Scarlet Pimpernel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Andrus. The League of the Scarlet Pimpernel by Baroness Orksey. Book One. Sir Percy explains. Chapter Six. The following morning, Citizen Chauvelin of the Committee of Public Safety gave due notice to the citizen Fouquier Tinville, the public prosecutor, that the dangerous English spy, known to the world as the Scarlet Pimpernel, was now safely under lock and key, and that he must be transferred to the Abbey prison forthwith and to the guillotine as quickly as might be. No one was to take any risks this time. There must be no question either of discrediting this famous league or of obtaining other more valuable information out of him. Such methods had proved disastrous in the past. There were no safe Englishmen these days except the dead ones, and it would not take citizen Fouquier Tinville much thought or time to frame an indictment against the notorious Scarlet Pimpernel, which would do away with the necessity of a prolonged trial. The revolutionary government was at war with England now, and short work could be made of all poisonous spies. By order, therefore, of the Committee of Public Safety, the prisoner, Paul Molay, was taken out of the cells of the depot and conveyed in a closed carriage to the Abbey prison. Chauvelin had the pleasure of watching this gratifying spectacle from the windows of the commissariat when he saw the closed carriage drive away with herbert and two men inside and two others on the box he turned to citizen commissary quisner with a sigh of intense satisfaction there goes the most dangerous enemy of our glorious revolution has had he said with an accent of triumph which he did not attempt to disguise quisner shrugged his shoulders possibly he reported curtly he did not seem to me to be very dangerous, and his papers were quite in order. To this assertion Chauvelin made no reply. Indeed, how could he explain to this stolid official the subtle workings of an intriguing brain? Had he himself not had many a proof of how little the forging of identity papers or of passports troubled the members of that accursed league? Had he not seen the Scarlet Pimpernel, that exquisite sir percy blankney under disguises that were so grimy and so loathsome that they would have repelled the most abject suborn spry indeed all that was wanted now was the assurance that herbert who himself had a deadly and personal grudge against the scarlet pimpernel would not allow him for one moment out of his sight fortunately as to this there was no fear one hint to Herbert, and the man was as keen, as determined, as Chauvelin himself. Set your mind at rest, citizen, he said with a rough oath. I guessed how matters stood the moment you gave me the order. I knew you would not take all that trouble for a real Paul Molé. But have no fear, that accursed Englishman has not been one second out of my sight from the moment I arrested him in the late Citizen Marat's lodgings, and by Satan he shall not be either, until I have seen his impudent head fall under the guillotine. He himself, had added, had seen to the arrangements for the disposal of the prisoner in the abbey, 
an inner cell partially partitioned off in one of the guard-rooms with no egress of its own and only a tiny grated air-hole high up in the wall which gave on to an outside corridor and through which not even a cat could manage to slip oh the prisoner was well guarded a citizen representative need of a truth have no fear three or four men of the best and most trustworthy had not left the guard-room since the morning he himself herbert had kept the accursed englishman in sight all night and personally conveyed him to the abbey and had only left the guard-room a moment ago in order to speak with the citizen representative he was going now back at once and would not move until the order came for the prisoner to be conveyed to the court of justice and thence to summary execution for the nonce herbert concluded with a complacent chuckle the englishman was still crouching dejectedly in a corner of his new cell with little of him visible save that naked shoulder through his torn shirt which in the process of transference from one prison to another had become a shade more grimy than before chauvelin nodded well satisfied he commended herbert for his zeal rejoiced with him over the inevitable triumph it would be well to avenge that awful humiliation at calais last september nevertheless he felt anxious and nervy he could not comprehend the apathy assumed by the fascist mole that the apathy was assumed chauvelin was keen enough to guess what it portended he could not conjecture but that the englishman would make a desperate attempt at ex escape was of course a foregone conclusion it rested with herbert and a guard that could neither be bribed nor fooled into treachery to see that such an attempt remained abortive what however had puzzled citizen chauvelin all along was the motive which had induced sir percy blakeney to play the role of a menial to jean paul marat behind it there lay undoubtedly one of those subtle intrigues for which the insolent scarlet pimpernel was famous and with it was associated an attempt at theft upon the murdered body of the demagogue an attempt which had failed seeing that the supposititious paul mole had been searched and nothing suspicious been found upon his person nevertheless thoughts of that attempted theft disturbed chauvelin's equanimity the old legend of the crumpled rose-leaf was applicable in this case something of his intense satisfaction would pale if this final enterprise of the audacious adventurer were to be brought to a triumphant close in the end end of book one chapter six recording by linda andrus